Carissa, Delaney, and Allie. Six flights up, six flights up, six flights up, six flights up. Don't lose your sparkle. Hello, and welcome to our very first episode of Six Flights Up. We are so excited to be here. It's myself, Carissa, Delaney, and Allie. And we could not be happier to start chatting, conversating, and hanging out with all of you. Thank you so much for even turning us on today. And I'm going to switch it over to Delaney, and she's going to give you a background on who Six Flights actually is. Hello, everybody. I am Delaney. We came up with the name Six Flights Up because we all met and really bonded in our six-flight walk-up apartment in New York City, where we also... (laughs) faced some of the most amazing and most challenging times of our life. And I think that's why we all got so close because no matter what you were going through, we were kind of forced to be around each other. And thank God I had these ladies with me. We also have a fourth member who isn't able to be on the podcast for personal reasons. And that is Kelsey and she will be supporting us. So now we have Allie. I will pass the mic to you. Oh, hey guys. Thanks, Delaney. I'm Allie. Um, I'm also a member of one of the Six Flights Up gals. You sound so sexy right now. (laughs) She's different. (laughs) You know, I was one of the roommates in that gorgeous, gorgeous Six Flights Ever since you started a podcast, man. We had one bathroom and honestly, (laughs) we had one bathroom for four of us. It was honestly grand. I loved the size of my bedroom. It was lovely. I loved, especially not having a closet. I loved dating the worst humans in the world. (laughs) It was so fun. I loved having an apartment that I didn't have to pay for since I was the, you know, fourth roommate. We didn't really have four. We had three bedrooms. Carissa basically slept on the couch. I think we still (laughs) have. The couch that I broke. For those of you that don't know Carissa, she's got the (laughs) best butt in the game. And I think that the couch had a permanent. No, she literally (laughs) left a permanent mark in the sofa and it just said her name (laughs) i hate myself for that but also i marked my territory Mm -hmm. and that freaking couch was mine thank god we had her because she really was this 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 comment like we just needed her to come in sometimes and then she was always there someone was going through something and all of a sudden she's there too built-in therapist it was great (laughs) she was there so six flight we six flights up you know i guess i'll jump into why we're here and that's basically because we're kind of here for like a therapy session it's it's girls hanging out we want it to be a conversation we want you guys to be really involved obviously the first couple of episodes are going to be very much like about our experience but the purpose of this whole podcast is it's about journey and it might be personal to us but it's also just talking about the journey to self-acceptance self-love self-realization what your purpose is in life. Like, I think a lot of people can say they don't know what that is yet. I mean, I personally can. I think everyone at this table can too. And it's, you know, we're just going to be sharing some of our experiences and we want to hear from you guys. So the real goal of this is to really have this be a conversation. So beginning, it'll be more about like, hey, this happened to us. Did it ever happen to you? Do you, do you, can you relate? Can you relate? Are we insane? Are we crazy? Yeah. (laughs) So like, I think we're going to actually start off introducing everyone a little bit differently. Instead of kind of introducing ourselves individually, you know, something we do, something we are, um, we're going to tell people things that people have actually said to us at one point or another that we believed in a negative light. So I'm going to, 
start this off with Carissa. So Carissa, what's something that someone said to you that you believed? Okay, there's a, there's obviously a ton, but I'm going to stick with the ones that really stick with me throughout life, which is just weird that that happens to you, but mostly that I'm too skinny and awkward. That was a big one when I was young, that I have terrible skin because I went through a period where I did, that I was told consistently that I did and reminded almost every day and that my voice was way too deep and everyone always thought I sounded like a boy or my brothers and it was just always like I got made fun of it for in high school and I just still am self-conscious about it. Like I'm learning to love those things about myself, but they always are there. There's always in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us came together through the modeling world and obviously that's not what defines us, but I think the path to self love was very, or or honestly, self-destruction was kind of on the fast track because you're told these very ridiculous things at such a young age. So to, to just tie this in, like we all met through modeling. So we have these common, this commonality, but I think everyone does in some way, like everyone's been told something or thought something, you know, to segue into those things people have said to you. Delaney, what's something someone has said to you that you believed? Well, first of all, I think it's absolutely crazy. And it really puts things into perspective when you hear your friends say things that they've been told about themselves. It's shocking because we've talked about this so many times, but there are so many preconceived notions when you see somebody and they're beautiful or they seem to have it all together and you just think they've never been told anything bad about themselves. So to hear that from Carissa is amazing because- Number one, okay, she was somebody crazy, sorry. I think everybody <laughs> kind of in our agency looked up to because she was working and she was driven and she was just out there doing her thing. So everybody kind of looked up to her like she definitely is confident. And she has it together. Like we were scared to it meet her. Never. When we first met her. So funny to and hear she's that. She's so beautiful and so like unique and very intimidating because I think you come uh, off a little intimidating. But I guess we've all heard that. And I think that's my defense mechanism, though, because I was always like, I was kind of bullied for how thin I was growing up. So I just got this like really tough exterior. And I was, (laughs) I took the road of like, no one's going to mess with me. I'm going to mess with them first. Well, I personally still wouldn't mess with you. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) we're being honest. I'm actually really nice. Okay. So we But she'll fight someone. No. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really amazing just because. Like at one point when you're really young, you think you're the only person being told these awful things about you. And it's like, why is everybody focused on the negative? And I think modeling, especially you're just, anytime you're on set, anytime you're with a makeup artist, they don't mean anything by it, but they'll point out your flaws. Mm, For me, it was always my birthmark. Oh, you know, one of your eyebrows and your eyelashes is blonde and the other is black and you have a birthmark here. So I'm going to have to cover that up or whatever it is. So it does, it, it really makes it direct the way that you learn about your flaws so-called and now we're on this path to self-acceptance and loving ourselves so to go along with that growing up I was bullied all the way from grade school middle school and then I think it kind of hit ahead in high school and I was more accepted but through those times I had people calling me telling me that I was fat and I was never going to be a model I was a wannabe model um, that's insane. That's I cannot laugh at that. Horrible. Are you that bored with your Horrible life? Things. You're not all sitting here looking at Delaney, but if you were, it's just ridiculous. It's, un- it's unreal. That's so sweet. But it's crazy. I mean, when you're a kid too, like I was so innocent and I would be so sweet to other people. I couldn't understand why I was being picked on. And now I see that as kind of when you're young, it's a weakness because you do have totally. to stand up for yourself. Totally. You do. And I wouldn't. So they would pick on me. So I definitely believed even going through modeling agencies and hearing that again, 
I put it into perspective because I'm like, well, this is what people think of as perfection and I'm still okay and healthy, but they would always want you to be smaller, always want you to have better proportions. And for me, it was usually lose some muscle mass. You're too strong. You're too curvy. I always was told I was curvy, which I didn't realize just meant you have hips and you have thighs. Yeah. Body, you mean a, a body? body. She has wow. an amazing body. <laughs> Take that body down. Like, like yeah. every woman Get would be honored. <laughs> So those are just a few things that I've always stuck with me. And I do find like all of us, when it's an insecurity that you're told over and over, it's something that sticks with you and you still will have days where you're like, I'm beautiful. I accept you. You're curvy, but it's awesome. Whatever it is like that's, you don't want to be perfect. That's not what this is about. So those are a few things. Allie, what about you? Oh, me? Okay. Hard to pick one, but I'll start off when I was younger. So I was always really tall, like really tall early on. So eighth grade telling people I'm five, nine, but you're really five eleven is hilarious because that's what I would tell people. And my mom would go, okay, whatever you want to say. <laughs> I'd be like, I am five, nine. Were you ever I was five actually nine? six feet. Were you ever five? Nine? I was, honestly, <laughs> I probably grew seven inches in one year. I'm not kidding. I had growing pains as a kid. So I grew to be very tall, very thin, very fast. And all the boys in the grade were way shorter. All the girls in the grade were way shorter. So going to the movie theater was just, I always felt like I was an awkward friend out. Clothes didn't fit me. Hollister jeans weren't long enough for me. Like I didn't have <laughs> what everyone else had. And it was awkward. I mean, it was hard. It was awkward. The boys didn't like me because I was the awkward tall girl. And that still even affects me. Even though I've modeled and like embraced my height, there are times when I'm like, oh, I'm just too tall can't wear yeah. those heels. I'm just too awkward and I'll look awkward, you know? So I think that's something that's always been around, even though my height has helped me with my career and it does help. I don't know what life would be like if I was shorter. Yeah. So I really do like it. And I think I wouldn't like if it was different, but it took me a while to embrace it. So modeling in some ways has helped me, but also I still have that in me. But the biggest thing I'd have to say uh, would be when I was first going out to be a model, I had an agent in Philly and she examined me from head to toe because that's kind of what how it goes when you go to your first meeting. And she said, you know, this is all great. You'll be fine in this market. But if you ever want to work in a place like New York City, you might want to consider shaving your nose. And I had never been told anything about my nose up until that point. I was like 16. shaving the shape of your nose. Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Shaving down my nose, meaning like, yeah, Carissa, so you thank have you. a hairy nose. So like shaving your nose. <laughs> I just realized that I said that. No, like she, she described it shaving as in, yeah, plastic surgery. Let's just take down some of the bone here. Right. Or like it's so casual. Let like me just open yeah, your skin. Yeah, let me just do this to you. Nose bone down. Just change so you. if you ever want to work for real, because yeah. you know, New York City is, is big time modeling, then you might just want to consider adjusting your face. So when someone tells you that and you're 16 and you're like, I've been, oh, okay. Never even thought of that I've day never, in your life. Wow. And then I was actually on set years later at QVC and I had a client I was working for. She had this contour kit and she put me in the contour cell to purposely contour my nose. And I remember being like, whoa. I do have something. Then it just, it almost like reaffirms that you're like, I have a messed up nose. Yeah. My face is messed up. Well, you're searching for it You're now, searching for you it. Know? And then that's just validating what other people have told you. So totally. it happened and it kept, you know, it went on and I still look at it. And now I think, you know, it's funny how it, I think models 
are trendy. Like mo- like looks are trendy. So maybe yes. at that point in time, it was like, we want a little nose, but now there's so many models that are more accepted. So it, the fact that people adjust themselves based on this trend of what beauty should be is really sad. And I think that that's something I didn't realize then. And I've grown to love myself. And it's hard to do that when you're pointed out the flaws that you don't even see yet. You totally. don't even see them yet. You're like, I don't see them yeah. yet. You do, and I don't. And so you're that just would, taking the word uh, you're of just, somebody older or more and you're sitting, advanced yes. in your industry. And you're sitting there nodding like, you're right. Yes, okay. I'm taking notes, taking well, I'll notes. I'll never forget. That happened to me too. Um, the same director, actually. Mm, interesting. Saw a picture of my face like from the front, and she said, this would be so good, but only your nose is just too round for your face. And I was like, what? I never forget the feeling of being like, you're a product. You're not like a human. Yeah. yeah. And then I, we went home and my mom was like, it's not too round for your face. She was referring to that picture. And it, it's but like, not, how do you even tell your kid that they're not, that they are perfect? Like after someone tells your kid yeah, that your they're kids not. are going to be told in school all the time. Like if they're not modeling, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. These things mm-hmm. could be said. I mean. Yeah. Anybody could tell your kid anything. And then you're thinking all the time, oh my God, I must be fat. Someone in school told me I was fat. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the time. I still have that thought. Anytime I gain a little bit of weight and I'm a woman, we all fluctuate, especially around that time of the month. Like yeah. we fluctuate and I still revert to, I'm like, this is my inner abused child that totally. is totally just still looking in the mirror. Like I have body dysmorphia. I'm never going to be small still, enough. Yeah. yeah. You're never going to be small enough. You're never going to be but a perfect measurement. Let me ask you this question when you were at that ideal goal weight, because I think we've all been at the quote unquote ideal weight, were you happy? No, mm-hmm. I really wasn't. Yeah. I, I think I was my most depressed, to be honest with yeah, you. It just didn't really fill the hole that I thought it would. I never really felt like, oh, now I'm like not too skinny. I'm there and like now. people will know now that I'm not too skinny. Like I didn't give a shit. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this and is I a think lot of work. Con- yeah, you're conditioned. <laughs> and I always, my mom, I think pointed this out to me because she was so great, like having known that I was bullied about being a perfect human, which nobody is, but don't be a cookie cutter. You don't have to be the same as everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like what you are is beautiful. And that's what makes you beautiful is those differences and those flaws. So although when you're growing up, it seems like you just want to fit in so bad and being tall, like all of us, like I apologized for my height. And I would try to like slunch, like slump down yes, or whatever it's it like is. We all do it's it with like our stop shoulders. apologizing. Yeah, totally yeah, do. At some point you come into yourself and it's like, for most people, I wish it was earlier than it was for me because you accept yourself and you're like, actually, no, my flaws are so beautiful. And that's the only thing that makes me different. And for anyone like tuning in, being like, well, this is a bunch of models. Like we are even more. Like, oh my God. If you no. could hear, one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast is because we'd have conversations and I'd be like, I wish that people of the world that aren't in our industry could hear how we speak about ourselves because it is sad sometimes the way we speak about ourselves. Like, and more so than my friends that don't model. I mean, we're just so much more obsessed and aware of our bodies. And I think everybody because of social media is becoming that way. And it's so dangerous. Like, what are we doing to ourselves? Why do we all want to look like one person? And this is when like, people are like, well, how do you get over this hump? And one of the, I guess, best visuals for me to learn self-acceptance was one of my best friends said, I hope that when you look in the mirror every day that you talk to that little girl And you thank her for getting you through everything that you've been through and you tell her how much you love her and how strong she is and just boost her up because nobody else is going to be 
as much of your best friend as you can be to yourself. And you give love to your friends almost too much for some of us that are really empathetic. But do you give that love back to yourself? Because you should. On an everyday basis. And it's not selfish. But I have to say, I want to piggyback you because I had this, I was at a gym one time years ago. I was home for college break and I was working out on the Stairmaster, like going crazy because that was what I did. I did cardio for hour, for an hour, like every, that would leave. Like I didn't do weights. I was afraid of them, whatever. That is the past. Cause I do now <laughs> lift weights. And, yeah. um, but I was on the Stairmaster, you know, hauling butt. And I had this little old lady tap me on the back. I'll never forget this. And I'm like, what? You know, like there was a lot of old people that worked out there cause it was my hometown and she keeps tapping me. And I'm like, yes, can I help you? And she looks at me and she says, God bless you. And she goes, don't wait until you're my age to realize that you look Aww. the way you do. And I'm like, you know, it's so true. That's like, I mean, what so are we going to do? Wait till wise. we're 75 and look at pictures of us in bikinis and go, oh, look how hot I was. But did I know at that That's time? That's so wise because we do it now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Now? Yeah. We yeah. Look back on are we ever actually happy about what it looks like? Oh, no, never. You, you always look back, even as a kid, and you're like, oh my God, why did people bully me? Like, I'm so adorable. Look at me go. And then as you're an adult, you're like, I was so cute then. I'm like, go me. High school, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. being bullied. Delaney, but then you look like, right in so the cute. mirror. You look yeah. right in the mirror and you're like, you know what? Screw you. You suck. Like, why do we do that? I don't know. I don't know. But my mom and my grandmother always stress that to me too. Like, enjoy this while you're young and you will always be beautiful, but enjoy it because you don't realize how quickly time flies by and you need to appreciate everything that's in your life, everything you are. Everything that makes you beautiful. And it's like so much more than like the way you look and Mm -hmm. the way you are and just like small things about yourself that other people don't have or want to have, like just appreciate what you're given. So Mm -hmm. I think like the whole, we, we've, we always have these conversations with ourselves. Like we were in New York and I think I was um, in my tub, which we will describe (laughs) in a, in a couple of minutes, but I was having a moment and I was um, really struggling. We were in a cab. I think Carissa was with me and we were having more. Oh, sorry, Lainey, you were there too. It was all three of us were in the back of the cab and we had, we were doing a shoot or something. And um, (laughs) I'm talking about X, whatever it was at the time, because it it rotates. Um, (laughs) And the, the um, photographer in the front was in the front seat. And she said, I feel like I'm in a therapy session. And it's like, because we go around and we say these things out loud. And then that helps us to realize like, we're not crazy. So the whole purpose of this podcast is to be like, if you feel this, you're not crazy. We want to know we're not crazy. And we want to have a conversation and include everyone in it. And it's more like, I feel this way. Have you ever felt this way? And it's just like girl talk conversation. Let's be real. Let's not be enemies. I feel like we're always like girls. It's like, I don't know. We have to come together a little bit more than we do. I think, I think like everybody we're can raised, see that. We're raised to be like competitive. competitive. It's with ridiculous. Each, like other women. Yeah. You're and not, I think we can even all like, say it's happened. Like why? 100%. Have you ever stopped yourself and been like, why do I feel this way? It's because it's insecurity. Why am I competing? We are instilled with insecurity to a level of, uh, that's unfathomable sometimes because you're so insecure that the only reason you don't like another girl is because you just assume they're not or you like what they have. Maybe you're insecure about your nose and then you know a girl with a small nose and secretly in your head, you've created You might not even know it. Yeah. And now you hate her and you're like, why do I feel like this? When really, if you could just love yourself more- I don't even know if you'd care. 
if she was beautiful. That's what I was just going to say. You at some point realize that you're making your life harder by not clapping for the next girl. Because no matter what, you have a feast or a famine mindset. You either think there's enough for everyone to be happy and everyone to be beautiful, or you think there's not enough to go around and then you're fighting everyone for food. And it's not like that. Everyone can win. You say this all the time. You say there's a seat for everyone. And like she Mm -hmm. says it all the time. And my mom would just always tell me like, you are making your life harder if you can't congratulate somebody, if you can't feel good for them. That's like you're making your life harder. That's like life-changing advice, I think. Because when you're struggling of feeling jealous or insecure, if you just decide to fake it till you make it and say, you know what? I'm happy for that girl. And you just keep doing it in your head. You keep changing your mindset. Eventually it will just be natural And you won't have these nasty, negative, obsessive thoughts about a girl that you don't even know. I mean, and then you get into the topic of like, let's just throw men into the mix. And it's like, throw it out the bag. Oh my God. Because, you know, that's what makes us all go nuts. Like we've all personally been the girl, been the girl that's helped in the situation, been the girl that's like gotten caught up in the wrong situation. And like, and we're all competing. We're all competing. And it's like, yep. And I'm sorry. Trash men. Sorry. But like you have to compete for a good man. You don't. And we're only competing. And we should be able to trust the women. Like I'm here to help you, but but is every woman? We don't know. I mean, you never know. So like, I I don't know. It just, I wish that it was a little bit stronger and there was more trust, faith and like, it's a girl code. Like what happened to girl code? What happened to, Oh, your man is doing something behind your back and I'm just letting you know to spare you something. There's no such thing. (laughs) Now it happened to me once. And it was after she had already like done a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, thanks for letting me know. Now are you rubbing it in my face? It's never like on goodwill. Like, Hey, and also why is it like, this is another topic. Like, why is it always like, if, if you do choose to be that girl to include the girl in the conversation, you're not, you're not trusted. It's like, well, she's crazy. Right. He's of course going to say I'm crazy. Every <laughs> girl to some degree is crazy. Oh my God. But so if you love you're this never, topic, please I'm sorry. listen to episode two. This could be two. a whole episode. Yeah, episode we're going to continue. will be more of this and you're going to love it because. Yeah, we will stop here now, <laughs> but so we will I'll have transition us. Yeah, yes, transition lady. us back. What do you say to yourself in the mirror? What are the messages that you give your inner child? Like because, your mantras. Yeah. What do yeah. you tell yourself? What helps I mean, you get through the day? <laughs> Sometimes we forget to do these mantras. So thanks for a reminder, Lainey. I haven't done it in a while. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to come to think of it. I, I think it's either. like, and I said this earlier when we did our first run with this and we forgot to record it record it <laughs> um anyway i was saying that sometimes it depends on the day like if i'm feeling up i might be like i love you you're doing great you're and then the days it. you're just killing it like go you and then there's days where you're down and you're like you suck get it together what is going on you know right. your eyebrow is crooked like everything everything's just crooked. everything just messed up that's and an alley thought it's like my eyelashes aren't curling today, whatever. I'm just kidding. But honestly, I think it depends on the day, but I always try to try to tell myself in situations like, I love you. I'm going to take really good care of you. Like even reminding yourself, like in bad relationships, like this sucks, but like you got to fight for your future girl. And like, that's what you're fighting for. So I think I remind myself every day. I feel like I've been through so many situations where I woke up and like, how did I get here? Why am I here? And how do I get out? But it's like, trust the process, listen to your intuition and trust like your inner child. Like, I think it's like really corny to be like, listen to your inner child. But I think we all need to speak to a little Allie, little Chris, a little Delaney, little whoever you are, speak Mm -hmm. to them. Who would they want to look up to? Would you want to look up to who you are now? I think we all 
have mm. these inner dialogues so differently too, which is so interesting because I think Allie is very analytical with her self-evaluation in the mirror. Whereas I'm just <laughs> yeah. very straightforward, like just to remind you, I'm really proud of you. I love you. And Aww, no matter what you're me. going through, I'm like, all like, get it together. Sweetest. You forgot this, You've this been deadline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need Delaney to do my inner dialogue. <laughs> I know. I literally would love Can to. I hire you? <laughs> I'm like, I would be like, I'm so proud of you. You've been through so much. No, it's going to be, what would Delaney tell you? <laughs> Honestly, can we put that on a t-shirt? WWDD. What would Delaney do? <laughs> what would Delaney do? No, Honestly. it's true. You should be kind like that to yourself. Kind, gentle, be, understanding. Okay, what do you say? Be your own best friend. I mean, I wish that I was kind and gentle and I'm not always. I mean, when you go through hard times and you let yourself get into abusive relationships and you start to do this blame thing on yourself where now you're doing this, you're talking to yourself and that you're like, you should have been a better person. You should have been stronger. You should have loved yourself more. Why don't you love yourself? What is wrong with you? You really must be damaged. And you start to do this because you think you're going to make some kind of difference. And really it's like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Everyone's damaged. It's okay. You're here. Take a deep breath. You're stuck, but we're going to figure it out. And like, I'm going to make you a priority again. We're going to love ourselves. And if you're not number one in your own life, whether you're a mom, a sister, whatever it is that you are, you have to put yourself first and you have to love yourself first or you cannot continue and have a healthy relationship with anybody. I mean, I really don't think that you can. I mean, and no, every time you like jump, you're going to like land on your feet. I always think about that analogy. Like I had this random makeup artist. I was like going to study abroad and I was kind of nervous about it. And she goes, why? I'm like, cause I'm going to leave all my jobs. Cause I had been working full time in college while I was going to school. And I knew if I left for eight weeks, I was jeopardizing my job potentially. And she goes, well, if you leave, you know, you'll never get this experience if you don't go, if you don't leave. And I'm like, okay. She goes, well, you're, I'm, my name's Allie. She goes, you're an alley cat. You'll always land on your feet. And I'm like, oh, you're right. So every oh, time I, I, I look so in the mirror, I'm like, land on, you're always going to land on your feet. Everything you do that's you scary. You faith in yourself. And so. even like doing scary things pushes you. And I think everything that I've done has been scary in oh, life. Absolutely. I'm like, not everything. I mean, things I've done. And I think you guys can agree. Yeah. Anything. You moved to LA. Like, I did yourself. that on purpose because as much as it hurt and was awful and lonely sometimes, I knew I was growing. And that's what I was just going to say, going off of what you said, Carissa, there's this time in your life where inevitably you're going through this internal conflict with yourself, whether you've dated a narcissist, Mm. you've believed someone who was lying, Mm. you've, you know, seen good in somebody who's bad. And And you're like, I don't trust you right now. Like, and when you have that internal conflict, let that be your red flag, because whatever you're doing is not in alignment with who you are. But let it, but let it ride and like feel it and know it's a, know it's um, not in alignment, but it's okay to like acknowledge it and not be angry at yourself. That was always my alley cat advice was don't stay where you don't belong. You don't belong there. You're not comfortable. My dad told me this, you guys, my dad has the funniest analogies and I'll, I'm going to, your dad has the best, can we have like a list of cute analogies? That's Allie's dad and he's incredible. So I called him the other day, I go, we're going to need you on some of these episodes. So he goes, there's a couple things. And one time I called him and I was explaining this situation I was in a, a very toxic relationship and he goes you don't belong there it's very simple stop making it difficult for yourself stop staying where you don't belong do you it belong there so simple when a dad says it and then he goes he topped this off with it's like picture yourself in a fishbowl you're a fish you're right you're swimming right and you're just a happy fish. You're swimming around in your little bowl but you have no idea that you're swimming in your own shit 
Oh my God, is that not the <laughs> truth? Like, if you take yourself out of your fishbowl, you can actually There's see that so the much things that you're escape. swimming, yeah, you need to be let free. Oh my God. And that will segue us into our next episode. But anyway, you guys. Um, I was just going to say, we yeah. all have such incredible parents <laughs> we, we with Jen. Cute with the one, with the, with the one uh, I don't know. He gives really good analogies. analogies. Yeah, to actually relate to you and make you get to that point. So the moral of the story, don't stay where you don't belong. I love that. That's the moral of the episode, guys. That's our recap right there. And and on that note, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our first episode. We're so excited to be on this journey with you and to have this open conversation. Check out our Instagram, our social platforms. Let us know what you think. DM us. Any way you can get in touch with us. Uh, DM us individually if you'd like. Send us, send us, like, be a part of the conversation, guys. That's yes. our goal here. Send be us vulnerable. videos. I would love a video of somebody's reaction to our uh, first episode. That would be amazing. Oh, I would love that too. So we hope the climb was worth it. That's really the moral of the story that you came all the way up here and you learned something today. And with that note, I'm going to pass it to Delaney because she's going to close every episode. With a beautiful one-liner. You know, this, <laughs> I can't is, wait for these. <laughs> this is one of my favorites when I'm with the gals. To a life like spaghetti, long and full of dough. Cheers. <laughs> and so we go. And in the New York accent, please. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. New York Laney. To a life like spaghetti, <laughs> long and full of dough. That was amazing. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Love you. <laughs>